JJ Watt, soon to call it a career. What's up with Cliff Kingsbury? And what should you be rooting for on Sunday against Atlanta? You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in, Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Excuse my absence. Uh, yesterday and one day last week, spending some time with family. Uh, but thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. So a lot's happened since we've talked last. The Cardinals had a game that they lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Cliff Kingsbury. Um, and, you know, Kyler Murray were the centerpiece of an article written by Jeremy Fowler and Josh Weinfuss of ESPN. I'm going to go much more in depth about that article and the couple different ways the Arizona Cardinals could go moving forward. I will be talking about that ad nauseum tomorrow for the entire podcast. Cliff versus Kyler, Cliff plus Kyler, Cardinals minus Cliff. There's a lot of different things that could happen after the 2022 season is over. And I'm going to break down three possibilities and I'll give my thoughts on which is the most effective for the Arizona Cardinals moving forward. J.J. Watt announced that he's retiring at the end of the season via social media. J.J. Watt is the dictionary definition of a role model who is an athlete. This is a dictionary definition because not only was he exemplary on the field. Multiple All-Pros, multiple Defensive Players of the Year. But he also is one of the more philanthropic. Now, there's a lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot. Most NFL players are charitable. They either have a charity or they, they work in the community. J.J. Watt raised almost $40 million for Hurricane Harvey victims when he was with the Texans. That's different. That was one, I mean, that was a wild spectacle to witness, not just the hurricane, which was awful, but you know, that cherry just absolutely going viral and raising almost $40 million, which was insane. I think it was 37, 37. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I believe it was just over $37 million that was raised. JJ Watt's going to be a first ballot hall of famer. Okay. I mean, that's, that's the truth. But the thing is that we need to look at this differently from an Arizona Cardinals lens. We look at it differently because he was already a Hall of Famer before he joined the Arizona Cardinals. He was only here for a short time, okay? Only a couple of years. But his impact on this organization was much more grandiose than just the 34 games that he will have been on the roster of the Arizona Cardinals when this season is complete. 35, I guess, with the playoff game last year. His impact on this organization will weaken when he's not here anymore, but there's a legacy that he's leaving this organization, even in just being here a short time. It started with him making Zayvon Collins roll down the fairway when they were playing golf because he forgot to bring JJ his breakfast when Zayvon Collins was a rookie. Like that was the first 
thing that J.J. Watt did. I quoted, I tweeted this out, and I stand by it to this day still. J.J. Watt was more of a leader before even playing a game for the Arizona Cardinals than Patrick Peterson was his entire time here. And I stand by that. And I'm not, that's not a dig at Patrick Peterson right now. I just think that's a truthful statement. But what J.J. Watt did right out the gate was special. And you know why it was special? Because he was just him. This wasn't, oh, I need to make an impact. I need to do this. That's just the type of person that he is. He's a leader. And in a city, not just the Cardinals, but a city of Phoenix that has been devoid of that, not only pure leadership, but also the rah-rah version of it infused. He, him just coming in here and doing that right out the gate was unbelievable. Now, the Arizona, as a, as, as a, you know, as a state has had, Larry Fitzgerald was lead by example. Paul Goldschmidt, lead by example. Devin Booker was lead by example until the last couple of years when he was really coming to his own vocally as well. And there's no right or wrong way to do it. But the Arizona landscape had been yearning for not only a lead by example, but lead in kind of a Ray Lewis way also. Like, via being demonstrative about it and not just do as I do. And that's the way I lead. J.J. Watt came in and did that. The legacy that J.J. Watt will be leaving behind is Zach Allen. The legacy that J.J. Watt will be leaving behind in some capacity is Cameron Thomas and my J. Sanders. The future of this organization that's been in arm's reach of J.J. Watt for the last two years, one year for the, for the rookies. But that is the legacy that J.J. Watt is leaving behind. Because the Arizona Cardinals have been a hotbed for players who come here right before they retire. Paycheck, nice weather. You know, that's just, that's the dream. If they play golf. But J.J. Watt did not do what Terrell Suggs did. J.J. Watt came here, he got paid a lot of money, and he made a difference. And that's great, but it's not nearly as important as what he's leaving behind. And that was the true impact of J.J. Watt. First ballot Hall of Famer. I would say I wouldn't be surprised if he signed for a day and retired a Texan. I think those days are long gone just with Houston as an organization. But you could tell how much the game meant to him. Cameron Cox, my buddy from 12 News, uh, taking the partner, uh, caught the video of um, J.J. Watt turning around and taking one last look after the Christmas night game with kind of tears in his eyes like he was saying, well, that's the last game I'm going to play at a home field. And it ends up being the case. The legacy J.J. Watt leaves behind is not his own. It's for the young players who he came into contact with and made better because of his presence, his guidance, and his blueprint for how football and how you present yourself as a, you know, as an athlete, and as a professional athlete, as a role model. That's the legacy he's leaving behind, and it's going to be personified by those three players, in my opinion, more than others. Lockdown Cardinals, your team every day. Um, 
Cliff Kingsbury, man. Um, is the writing on the wall, or is this just we gotta we, we gotta get through this season, and then there's gonna be some sort of um, reprieve, second chance. Don't look at the odds. Don't look at the writing on the wall. We'll talk about what's really going on and if is Cliff going to be back next year. And was Sunday night the final nail in the proverbial Cliff Kingsbury coffin? I'll talk about it. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. First thing I'm going to talk about, though, is something I'm really geeked out about. Okay. Sponsor of today's episode, this episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by the mobile game Ultimate Football GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise? Well, your dream can come true, and this game is definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team. Play through the season and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for all these things. Hiring the right coaches and coordinators, trading players, making draft picks, navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft and all the ups and downs of uh, of a full season. All this is a challenging and realistic game-like world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline, play on the go, as you want, and when you want to. Uh, Locked on Cardinals listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked on all caps in the game store. That's Locked on in all caps, so make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. There cannot be enough said about J.J. Watt. There cannot be enough said. You know, he's all world. He's a great interview just by being him. You know, and I think that this is, I think it's the right time. Now, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring this up just as a little wrinkle if he were to come back out of retirement and play another year somewhere else, that's a different conversation. Not about him as a person or anything that I said in the last segment, but that's just like it. Oh, really? Cardinals? Really? I don't think that's going to happen. He's got a newborn and he's got his wife and he's got his nice little life away from the game. And I think that just outweighs playing football. Again, but if he does come back and he plays for a different team, I know that there's going to have to be some sort of discussion with the Arizona Cardinals, etc. But it's not something to monitor. Let's put it that way. Uh, this isn't a Malcolm Butler situation. Uh, it's just, you know, it just needs to be mentioned. And now we're going to move on. So Cardinals lose 1916 on Christmas night. It was an ugly game. Uh, Cardinals were in it. Uh, they probably should have won, but. I was looking for just, this is the time of year where you look for redeeming qualities. And the redeeming quality, number one, was Greg Dorch. I mean, Greg Dorch, barring what happens with Rondell Moore with his injuries, like Greg Dorch could be a week one starter in 2023. And at this point, I trust him more than I trust Rondell Moore. It's it's one of those conversations like, would you rather have a B-minus quarterback for all 17 weeks or an A quarterback for 12. Pick your poison. Because you know which quarterback is better. But also, you know that the other quarterback is guaranteed to play every week. And sometimes that's a sexier option. That's a more stable option. 
And right now, Greg Dorge is a more stable option. He's doing everything Rondell Moore can do. Rondell Moore is just in a vacuum more talented than Greg Dorch. And that's not a bad thing. The problem is being healthy is maybe the most important thing in any sort of sport. And Rondell Moore has proven that he he's not relied upon to be healthy. And he wasn't after his rookie year. I think he played all of his games, his rookie season, or his rookie season, his freshman year in college. And then he was hampered is a loose definition of how much he played over the next couple of years. So Greg Dorch, star number one. Star number two, J.J. Watt. And you, it's so interesting now looking back. He's played out of his mind the last few weeks. And it's like, this is my last hurrah. I'm going to absolutely punish. And that's not to say he wasn't playing hard before because he was, but it's just different. When you have that last burst, you have that last burst. And we saw that. But with Cliff Kingsbury, like there were some stills, there were some videos of him just looking defeated. And I will talk about this more in depth tomorrow, uh, a la pretty much the entire podcast. Article that Jeremy Fowler and, and, uh, and Josh Weinfuss, uh, ESPN wrote, just about Cliff and Kyler. And, you know, does Cliff even want to do this anymore? Like, I'm going to talk about it because that's interesting. That's an angle that I thought but never really thought to bring up was what if Cliff just doesn't want to do this here anymore? What if he's too beaten down to do this? And I feel bad for him. Like, he's a good dude. You know, he's a pre-calculus student who got a D in pre-calculus and then got invited to be an AP calculus, something he wasn't equipped to do. And, you know, I just at this point think that it's time to move on. Part ways, give him a high five, go be the OC at Alabama, which I joked about a couple weeks ago, but it seems to be like he's the perfect, he's the perfect, you go in, rehab the image, win some football games, and then see what's what. Because I think Bill O'Brien's going to be the next OC of New England. There's reports out, at least, that that's who they're looking at. Um, I do feel bad for Cliff. This has been an exhaustive four years. He looks like he has aged four years like he was the president of the United States. And the injuries this year, although never, like up until this point, when Kyler Murray you know, tore his ACL, it's kind of a different story. But, I mean, every team has injuries. Every team has injuries. And, yeah, the Cardinals may have had more. They've got more more uh, players on IR this year than the majority of the of the other teams in the league. Yes. Okay? Absolutely. This year has been a tough year. It's been a throwaway year, which is really unfortunate being year four of, of, of Cliff and Kyler. And then the thing with Steve Kime going on. Um, the reason why this should be the end of the road is because it's a lifetime achievement award. It's not just because of this season. And what we've seen are trends that started in 2019 that haven't let up. Offensive penalties. Weird play calls. It's like the play calls that are the most frustrating are the ones where you're starting to hum on offense, starting to hum, huge chunk game, starting to hum, and then he calls an end around for a loss of yards. 
and then he calls, you know, wildcat for lot for lost yards and end around for negative yards on first down. It's like, well, that's a momentum killer. And it happens so much that it's like, I feel like he's messing with everybody. And he's going to snap out and be like, just kidding. I know what I'm doing. Let's roll. And it just never happens. Can't help himself. After a large chunk gain, it's like, okay, cool. We're good with three points. Let's mess around now. Nothing's changed. Nothing. It's different outfits each year, but it's all the same. And I feel like it's the best time for him because he may get an NFL job again. And I still think, and I said this on a podcast over Thanksgiving week, and I know that it's dumb. And I know that it's never happened before and it will never happen. But Cliff Kingsbury's best position with the Arizona Cardinals, if they were to do it over again, is quarterbacks coach. Doesn't call the plays. All his job is, is developing Kyler Murray. That's what it is. Doesn't call the plays. Has no real leadership uh, uh, thing. Just it's quarterback coach. Because that's what Cliff Kingsbury is. The offense doesn't work. It works at times. But the adjustments and the lack of evolution of the offense from year one to year four for Cliff. I don't see it. I will say this. I've said this since day one, and this is one of my smarter things that I say, you know, muffled with a lot of dumb stuff. Cliff Kingsbury can put together a great movie trailer with regarding play calling, but the movie usually isn't that good. There are moments in games where it's like, wow, that was the perfect play call. It's not about the peaks. It's about how deep the valleys are. And Cliff's valleys... be a hell of an echo if you yelled echo be a hell of an echo so i think it's time it's exhaustive i feel bad for cliff oh phil how hard are you going to celebrate his firing i'm not i'm not because i never want anybody like it's never been about Cliff Kingsbury as a human, ever. It's never about Steve Kime, any of the players. It's about the avatar of the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. And the avatar of the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals did not deserve to be hired to begin with. Cliff Kingsbury, nice guy. This is nothing about him. It's about the avatar and the credentials of that avatar who got hired. I've, you know... This isn't news to me. I knew it was going to happen at some point. It should have happened two years ago. I'm not going to celebrate it. I'm going to be like, okay, what's next? Is Arizona Cardinals organization is finally taking a turn, removing Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury, if that's in fact what does happen. And we will find out one very important thing that I'm going to discuss next. And a lot of people have been waiting for this day. And I will discuss it. Um, because when I said the Band-Aid gets ripped off this season, there's going to be another Band-Aid that's going to get ripped off next season. And I feel like it's going to be a lot more positive than what we witnessed this season. That's next. Lockdown Cardinals, your team every day. Prize picks, prizepicks.com. Okay. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. Okay. It's 
you, you pick two to five players, all right? And if they'll score more or less than their prize picks projections. And then all you have to do is win. You can win up to 10 times your money on a single bet. It's like, so let, let me think about it this way. With fantasy, you're you're constantly playing against other people, okay? You're like guessing a lot of times. This is super simple. You can make your entries in 60 seconds. Pick a player, more or less, more or less, more or less. You can do two to five times, win some cheese. Super easy. Um, f- quick and fast withdrawals also, which is very nice. You go to prizepicks.com, type locked on in their in, in in at sign up, and you can get a 100% instant deposit match on your first deposit. Go to prizepicks.com. Okay, with the instant deposit match to get it, you need to use promo code locked on at sign up. Okay, very easy, very easy. Prizepicks.com, daily fantasy made easy. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen. Free and available on all platforms. If you haven't already, please go to the YouTube channel, subscribe, turn the notifications on, hit a like, leave a comment. You know, I like hanging out with you. So let's do that more. J.J. Watt announced his retirement at the end of the season. Good for him. First ballot Hall of Famer. He's leaving behind a legacy of young players who were able to learn from him over the last year or two. And it shows. Zach Allen, I'm not giving J.J. Watt credit for 100% of the emergence of Zach Allen. Zach Allen's been healthy, which helps. We've seen flashes of Zach Allen over his first three seasons before this year, and he's really put it all together this year, and he's become a terror in the interior of the defensive line. I know he doesn't play the exact position every snap that J.J. Watt plays, but J.J. Watt, you constantly see them next to each other. Zach Allen has obviously learned so much from him. And it's going to bear fruits for the Arizona Cardinals for years to come if, disclaimer, they do end up resigning him to a long contract, which they damn well should. Um, and then my Jay Sanders and Cam Thomas, you know, they got they got some love from this also. Okay. And that's the legacy of JJ Watt's gonna leave behind. He didn't play long enough for the Cardinals, you know, to really sink their teeth in and have an actual lineage that he's going to leave behind. He's doing it by way of those three players more than others, in my opinion. Number two, Cliff Kingsbury looks defeated. I think it's time they move on, okay? There's one thing, because this season, the Band-Aid was ripped off. I said before the season started, we're going to find out who Cliff Kingsbury is, who Steve Kime is, what this team is, who Kyler Murray is, okay? To a lesser degree, the latter... Because I still think that Cliff King, Kyler Murray wins in spite of Cliff Kingsbury. I don't think anything's changed. I do think Kyler Murray deserves a larger portion of the blame pie this year, but I also think he's flying solo. I think he's learning this NFL game on his own way more than what other quarterbacks are doing with head coaches who are capable of elevating a quarterback. Ask uh, Daniel Jones what this, this year's been like. Ask Trevor Lawrence what this year's been like with their new head coaches, with adults in the room. Kyler Murray desperately needs an adult in the room. So the Band-Aid for 2023 that's going to be ripped off is a little bit more sensitive. Okay? It's a little bit more sensitive. We're going to find out who Kyler Murray is without Cliff Kingsbury. And if Kyler Murray emerges 
as a top five MVP candidate without Kyler, without Cliff Kingsbury, we're going to know. Yes, he's been injured. Kyler Murray has for the for chunks of his first couple of years in the league. Absolutely. The offensive line was putrid this year with all the injuries. Okay. I don't equate directly Kyler Murray's injuries to the offensive line. Cause one, I mean, the non-contact injury, he was in open field. So that was a freak injury that happens a lot, but it's still a freak injury. Never know when it's going to happen when you play it. But we're going to find out in 2023 who Kyler Murray is without Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury's not here. And if that is exponentially better than what we've seen so far, there will be a no doubt about it reason why. Now, conversely, if Kyler Murray, if this is who Kyler Murray is, if it was, if it was much less of the 7-0 Arizona Cardinals to start last season and more so the rest, we're going to be having uncomfortable conversations after 2023. We're jumping way ahead, but <coughs> what we've seen so far, in my, <clears throat> in my humblest of opinions, my video, baby, is that Kyler Murray <clears throat> wins in spite of Cliff Kingsbury and not because of him. If they move on from Cliff, we'll find out if that's true or not. Alex Clancy, Lockdown Cardinals, tomorrow I will be going deep into the article that Josh Weinfuss and Jeremy Fowler of ESPN wrote about Kyler and Cliff. It's going to be a doozy. You don't want to miss it. Lockdown Cardinals. I'll talk to you tomorrow.